Welcome back to this week's episode of the Renewal Session. I'm your host, Marianne, Christian therapist, speaker, author, and podcaster. And I'm here today with my co-host and uh, favorite daughter. Well, only actually, daughter. Okay, only daughter, whatever. Yeah. Caitlin. Caitlin, I, tell them who you are. Well, one, I'm, my name is Katie, but yes, my, if you're going to give them my government name, it's Caitlin. <laughs> Your government name. Uh, Caitlin, uh, aka Katie, I am a social worker, part-time podcaster, and dog mom. And we've already established that you have a lovely Cocker Spaniel. I do. Her name is Memphis, and she's very cute. And last week, we did not have our sound engineer here with us, and we really could not figure out the buttons. There was like a whole thing, but welcome back to the show, Neil Edward Griffith. We're all look at him Aww. applauding himself. That's great. All right, all right. So we're going to jump right in Yeah. to... To our topic of the day, which is managing perceptions versus real connection. And this is taken straight out of book club. Yeah, book and, club, book club. Yeah, and our book club is about yeah, to come to an end. Club. Oh my gosh, there's so that much was going the theme song. on We here. had to do it. Okay, well, here's the deal. Book club's getting ready to come to a close. It's been a fabulous book by Dr. Allison Cook called The Best of You. If you haven't gone out and gotten it, I highly encourage this read. Mm-hmm. And we, as we're coming to the end of it, we're getting into chapters 8, 9, 10, and 11, right? Yep. And this one, chapter 8, is all about how do I find friends who really get me? Yeah. And we talk a lot about that on the show, yeah. about feel, the need to feel seen and heard, understood and acknowledged, and that... When those components exist in relationship, there is this feeling of being gotten, yeah. if you will. One of uh, the phrases that I heard a long time ago in uh, a training that I took was a woman said, um, it's not about I love you, it's about I get you. Oh, I love that. And I have found that to be one of the guiding principles of my life. And Dr. Allison Cook goes to echo that in this book. So we're going to hit in on that. But the real reason we're jumping into this topic so quickly is because right before we turned on the mics, Katie looked at me and she said, come on, hurry up. Let's get this thing done. I got to get home and get in my comfy clothes. I have been in my work clothes all day. Don't shame me. Oh, my gosh. Are you literally? There was a little I'm bit of wine. I'm wearing Spanx. I want to go home. You're wearing Spanx? Yes. <laughs> why? Can you imagine wearing Spanx for like eight hours intentionally? I don't know why I did that to myself. Why did you do that? I don't know. I just felt like it needed. I needed some support today. I had to get through my Monday. Oh, had to okay. hold it together. Okay. Well, I wore yogas and yeah, you're comfy, so you don't have any rush. Not a rush in the world. <laughs> Not a rush in the world. Oh my Excellent. Gosh. All right. So do you Katie, I'm just curious. Do yeah. you feel like you manage people's perceptions of you in order to gain favor or friendship? No. What? I don't think I do a good job of that. <laughs> I think that I overperform early on in friendships and then I fizzle and people are like, well, where did Katie go? And I'm like, I'm at home taking off my space. (laughs) (laughs) Like I, I overperform. I'm like, yeah, I'll be at every event. Yeah. Let's text. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I saw this out in public and I, I'm going to send you a Snapchat of it. Like 
I overperform and then I like lose my luster. I go through seasons. So people's expectations of me are much higher than I'm actually able to maintain. Right. So basically get, like, in the end high. of the relationship, you're a colossal disappointment. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. I've been in a relationship with you for 26 years. Yeah, but I definitely go in ebbs and flows. You do. You, yeah. Y- yeah, you definitely do. I'm a, I'm a, not a fair weather friend. But I think I'm... you might be surprised when we go through this list of okay. perceptions. Okay. okay. Right? And, and she calls it managing perceptions. Some people call it impression management. But it's basically this idea that I am going to gauge what you need me to be in order to earn approval and ultimately, I'm not in the relationship authentically. Right. So I'm not feeling the connection. I'm still feeling the gap, the loneliness mm-hmm. there because I'm not being fully me Yeah. in the relationship, right? I'm letting totally. you decide who I need to be in that. And you swear you don't do this, huh? No, I think I do that too. Okay, yeah. well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. So Dr. Cook outlines um, in her book seven, the seven Ps of managing perception and we're going to just jump right in okay she does a beautiful perfect a beautiful um example (laughs) what you're like we're gonna jump right in and i was like perfect but the first example is perfect (gasps) so i didn't want to like jump ahead of you Oh, well then go ahead. Go. I was just going to say she uses a great example of a girl who misunderstands something that I think we we all misunderstand, which is we throw people into friendship category way faster. Yeah. Than than we really should. Yeah. Because we're not protecting our hearts, we're not really going through the process of discerning whether or not this person is truly worthy of that kind of intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um when really think it, it, we should probably go to, I have a relationship with that person. Yeah. Because there is a difference between friendship and relationship. And when you're authentically a part of a relationship where you're feeling gotten, yeah, then it's really moving over into friendship. Yeah. But we can't get there if we, if we're constantly managing. Okay. So number one on the seven P's, you said it. So say it again. Perfect. And what does that mean? If I appear perfect, no one can criticize me. Do you know this person? Like, do you know a person that shows up into her space and they look good? Yeah. They, they say the right things. They show up with the hostess gift. Mm-hmm. They, they write the thank you card. Mm-hmm. I, I do know a person like this, and they're very hard to maintain friendship with. Why? Um, I felt like there was a disingenuine nature about the perfection. So it was kind of hard to figure out, like, okay, do you have flaws? Like, where am I going to relate to you? I think that's actually the key. Because I think there's a lot of genuine people out there that bring hostess gifts and and say thank you cards and, you know, really put their best foot forward to look appropriate in any given situation. But I think when it when you don't feel any inroad to connection mm-hmm. and there's no kind of attachment that you can create with the person, yeah, then you can go, oh, this might be a strategy yeah. to manage perceptions. I don't do this one. No, I don't either. I kind of come in more like, here I am. Take here's me my, or leave here's me. Here's my messy kitchen sink. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't no, have. No, you don't have a messy kitchen sink. No, I, I know don't. that was a stupid example. Yeah. Sorry. But you do. 
I do, yes, and I and I get nervous when people come over. And my I actually clean before you come over. If I have any notice that you are coming, I will clean hundred percent. Really, every single time. I put on makeup because I have acne right now, and I knew that you would point it out if I wasn't like attempted to be covered. <laughs> Do you feel shamed by that? No, I just oh. think that you like lovingly are like, hey, what's did up with you your notice face right there's now? a mountain on the side of your face? And then I'm like, yeah, mom, I already know. I know. So it's I just so took weird care when you like talk back to me how you talk back like a valley girl. Yeah. Yeah. But you do the same thing to me. Oh, I do for sure. A hundred percent. We point out each other's flaws. What do you, what do you call it? It's Mount, Sur- Mount Vesuvius. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's a real mountain. Is it? Yes. I didn't know. Okay, Neil, oh gosh, you don't need to. In like Tibet. Literally, people, if you could oh be gosh. here in this moment, you should have seen Katie's contemptuous face for me. But then Neil looked up from his board. Just his- kidding. It's in Italy. It's not in Tibet. <laughs> I just Googled it. This oh. is Mount Vesuvius. So when I say I have a Mount Vesuvius. Okay, that's disgusting. That's what, it's not disgusting. It's a mountain. If it's Mountains on your aren't face, disgusting. I if know. it's on your face, it is. It okay. was like a volcano Move that exploded. On. Move in on. Italy. We are so far off, off course here. We got to get to number two of managing perceptions. Okay? okay, so clearly we understand that there are those people that really come in and put their best foot forward, um, and and kind of check off all the boxes, right? right? Okay, but then the second of the seven P's is please. I please others to earn love. People pleasers. People pleasers. Yeah. I think that's a self-explanatory one. I think people understand that. Like you're not going to pick a conflict. You're not going to set boundaries because that might be perceived the wrong way. Yeah. I think people understand being a people pleaser. It's, it's the idea though, that when you're doing it to earn the love of another person, Mm Mm-hmm. That's when it goes from your ability to show up authentically in the relationship right. and me being mirror back back to you what you need me to be. Right. Like, I don't like sports, but suddenly I'm dating you and I like sports. Oh, I did that. I got, that is how I ended up watching the extended version of The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> you say that? What's... <laughs> I'm never watching that again. I do, you, ta- do you know how long they had Gandalf walking through a field? Four nope. minutes. Is that true? It, it had to be four minutes. That's it was your the best longest guess. walk I've ever witnessed. Yeah. You know, you know what's funny about that? I did the exact same thing, but you had Lord of the Rings. Do you know what I had? I had to watch what discovery channel. What? The mating of bears. That's not true. I am not kidding you. And in fact, the guy that I was Yes, Papa, did how- you have her watch the mating appearance? Okay, you weren't the first person that I ever <laughs> did something crazy for. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. Who was the bear sure. guy? Uh, his name was Wes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's Papa's opinion of bear. <laughs> Got it. I tried so hard to be into bears, I just couldn't get it going. Okay, so third one, perform. Yep. I make myself into what others want me to be. I do this. You do this? Oh, 100%. What do you do? I adopt cultures. I was uh, living in the <laughs> South, and I was dating a Southern guy, and I all of a sudden was a Southern home and gardens person. Like, uh, everything about it, I just was, like, into. 
Yes, I, I do believe. We call this another problem. We don't call yeah. it managing perceptions for you. You just get in holes. I get in holes about stuff. You get in holes. Yeah. But I, can we just take a moment? Because we are only three in. And I've had every single one. <laughs> <laughs> and you started off. I don't have any of these. <laughs> um, this is a moment of self-discovery. I'm sorry. Okay. So number four, let's see if you have this one. I produce so they will think I have value. I 100% do you this. You do this. I do this. <laughs> you do. <laughs> go ahead. You you do it, though. You're turned down. Go ahead and narc on me. I, I want to hear it. Uh, mom produces. Uh, she will, um, like, write papers for people. She will clean apartments and houses. She will um, organize people's lives and, like, do things for people. Not. I, I don't think all of that is motivated by needing to have a sense of value. But I think that you want to be seen in people's life as a person who would do anything for them. I believe that's true. I would also add that I believe somewhere along the line that if I do these things, you will love me. Yeah. Right. You will you will consider me to be a good friend. I will have checked off all the boxes. And this actually happened to me moments before we started recording let me tell you what happened moment this is this stuff man it's ingrained you don't even realize it it's just it's happening in the background you don't even know okay so papa comes in the house right at five and i'm like i'm intrigued what in the world are you doing home at five because i did think that was weird that you're home so early anyway go ahead yeah so he came home at five i thought that was weird as well my first question was what are you doing home so early? Right, <laughs> right. Right. Right behind that, literally right behind that, I thought I didn't do the dishes. I didn't start the laundry. I should have gone upstairs and picked up a couple of the things. Now, people, what you need to know is. None of which Papa would have even noticed. But more importantly. But hold on a second. Oddly enough, I did all of them. Okay, you're taking the steam from my story. And, and I'm you don't have a the, microphone. And I'm hoping the listener didn't hear you. Yeah. So here's what happened. I am sitting, working. He walks in. This whole bit happens in my head, right? And I think to myself, I do not have time now to go run, do those things. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I hear him. He's gone up the stairs, and I hear him open the laundry room, and I think to myself, oh, no, Ugh. bad wife. Okay, mm. I do the laundry, I would say 99% of the time. His role in the laundry is I do it, I fold it, he puts it away. Sometimes that's where you stop. You just don't like to open drawers. Well, sometimes it's even in the folding. It, 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 you know, yeah. Okay, Katie. Yes. I'm just curious. I'm like yeah, learning. Just stop short. That's, I'm just that's learning because life. my just... whole childhood, I would fold. I felt like that was my go-to chore that you guys would give me as I was the folding person. And then I would put it into piles and delegate it to whoever it belonged to for them to put it away. <laughs> so maybe that just runs in the family. We just aren't put her away. <laughs> me and you? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But, but then... To make it worse, he hit me a second time by walking down the stairs and doing the dishes. Oh. I know. I know. That is a crappy husband you have. But <laughs> I need, but 
the subconscious yeah. immediately came in. I'm not producing. And saying, yeah, he's going to be disappointed mm. because I didn't do those things for him. Yeah. When in reality, he does not care. No. He does not care. He could leave that sink full for days. Okay, so we've covered perfect, please, perform, produce. Now we're on to peacekeep. Yeah, so this is when people stay small so that no one, or the idea is I keep, uh, ugh, I cannot speak. I stay small so no one can get angry with me. So, like, not taking a large role in a discussion and being small. Do you know what? <laughs> you are struggling. You are struggling. I don't do this. Because, you know, I, this I is really, the one you don't do. I, I am not a peacekeeper. I am a crap disturber. That's if not I, true. I, I I will point out stuff. And 100%. I will ask questions. And I will set boundaries. So I don't do this. This person, I think, tends to be a listener. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because they're constantly gauging the conversations, checking out where other people's opinions lie. And, and if they are going to share, they're typically going to share one-on-one behind the scenes. Yeah. Right? But they're going to do it because it's manageable to, to speak their opinion behind the scenes. But they're going to peacekeep because they don't want to create any drama. Right. Right? Because they believe that if they're the, if they're the peaceable person, right. that people will like them. Uh-huh. Right? Purple people eater. I don't, I, I, we keep what? saying all these P words and, <laughs> and like an impulsive thought to say the people, purple people eater. You can't even say it. I don't purple, know what's going on with you. Purple people eater. All right. So number six for managing perceptions is protect. It's I keep my guard up so no one can hurt me. You do this when you're mad. I do this? Uh-huh. Tell me. Well, I think that if you've been hurt, you like a hundred percent stonewall. I, I, you stonewall, and then you behind the stonewall are figuring out processing what you think and what you feel, and then you only allow like a little hole in the stonewall for you to say your piece. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but I th- I think that being a protective person about your like when they say I keep my guard up, I do think there are. Things that people don't want other people knowing about them that are worth protecting. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. In order to like keep your own peace and not allow people into that. And I think there's a difference between being private and being protective. Mm -hmm. Right. Private is this is my business. You earn the right to know it. Yep. I think protect is about the belief that there's some kind of potential relational threat. Or harm, yeah. Yeah, and so I'm going to not give you all the information about me because I don't want, I don't want I don't you to trust hurt me. You. I don't know where we stand. Right. These types of things. Okay, and so the number seven yep. is power over. I dominate and I take control of the narrative. Yeah. Now remember, this is all about perceptions. Yeah. Right. Impression management. I think a lot of comedians do this. I would say I I have a tendency to do this. Yeah. I think people that use humor um, to mask emotional issues will take over the narrative of how people perceive them. Say that again. I think people that use humor to mask over their emotional issues or their insecurities or whatever will power over a narrative in order to, like, be in control of how people see them. 
Yes. Like, I'm going to laugh about the fact that I feel fat today so nobody else can make me feel fat because yes. I did it first. Exactly. Right? That's and so I think example. that I think that a lot of people will power over. Or, like, even if somebody's insecure about being unemployed, they'll say, well, I'm just in between jobs right now, and that really wasn't working out for me. And they take control of the narrative in order to manage how people are perceiving them. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's an interesting way to – I think that's something that, like – is interesting to now have language for it, to be able to notice it. So out of all of these, out mm-hmm. of all seven, which one is your one of choice when you walk into a room with people? Because that's really, that's the telltale sign, is when you walk into a room with people, which of these do, is your go-to? Produce. Produce. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I would actually say that you do that, that you do that one, and Papa does that one. Jack, I think we all try to find a How way. How do we be helpful? Yeah, where's our value added yep. in, in something? I do think, though, that I have a tendency to go towards performance. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like to make myself visible. Yeah. Then I get to control. It's so funny when you do this. We have a group of friends that all of their sons are over six foot. And I don't know if most of the listeners know, but you're like five foot what? One? Five foot two? Yes. Yeah. So when the six foot boys are around, you have a six foot tall persona that comes out of you. <laughs> I a hundred percent do. And that like that's a prime example of like you perform eight inches taller than you actually are. <laughs> okay. Five one plus eight is only five nine. I mean, I didn't say you, you matched You did their go height. to school during everyday math and okay. lattice work <laughs> math was not my strong suit. But anyway, you perform a whole foot taller. There we go. Okay, so here's an interesting quote that she says in the book, yep. right? She says, when you work hard, mm-hmm. right? So you're working hard to make water smooth for other people. It is not how you make good friends. It's how you become a wonderful house guest. Oh, that's a good quote. Isn't that a great quote? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because I think what we want, right, is... Friends that can see the best in us, yeah, they're going to stick around when we show the worst of us. Yep. Right? And if we're always on our best behavior or we're putting forward an image so that we can control the narrative, we're never really showing up authentic. Yeah. Because I'm always trying to earn the approval. So real connection involves engaging in certain skills. Ironically, those certain skills first have to do with how you pay attention to yourself. Yeah. Right. Listening to the cues that are going on inside of you, being able to find your own voice and express it honestly, being proud of who you are and what you bring to the table. Yeah. Right. Totally. And I think so many people in an effort to find themselves believe I will find myself if I can fit in with these people. Mm. Right. And so we run right past paying attention to ourselves. Do you ever, when you go into a social situation, do you ever go in and notice what you feel internally? Oh, yeah. You do? Yeah. How's that go for you? Um, I often will judge myself for it, of like how I feel. So if I walk into a room and it's like not supposed to be an intimidating room and I'm intimidated, I'm like, golly, why are you intimidated? 
Mm. Like, chill out. Or um, I also get anxious about the way that I feel, right? So, like, I'll walk into a room, and if I have a flight response, then I get anxious. That's a good one. You know? Yeah. I would say that the vast majority of people are not doing an internal inventory of how they feel when they go into social situations. Yeah, I think most people would acknowledge that they're feeling something, but wouldn't, like, own it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of, and we talked about this on, I think, on book club last week. Mm -hmm. If not, we've talked about it on here. Is just the importance of beginning to notice your desires and your longings. Mm -hmm. Because I think when we really start to pay attention to what do I want yeah. out of relationship? What do, what are my desires? What are the things I want to experience when I spend time with other people? Yeah. Beyond just like words like, I just want to feel connected. I want to feel like they, you know, like yeah. I have a good group of friends, all of that. But actually, what am I longing for? Right. When we can start to identify that yeah. in a situation, then we can make efforts to change how we show up yeah. places, right? Totally. So, for instance, if I, you know, if I go out t tomorrow night for Valentine's Day, Neil. Oh, my gosh, Katie, wait. You forgot. No, we didn't. Oh. But really quickly, I got to tell you a funny story about Valentine's Day, and then okay. we'll go back to if I go out. Okay. Sure. If you're not, do you want to watch my dog? Oh, yeah, we can watch her. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> we're not going anywhere, are we? Oh, yes, we're going on vacation, so I don't okay. get it. Okay. I don't get to go out tomorrow night. That's fine. I actually don't want to. Okay, so, anyway, but we're anyway, on a podcast. Um, <laughs> we're on a podcast. No, I know. I know. <laughs> Sorry. This is how we talk to each other in normal life, people. You've, you've seen behind the curtain. What was I going to tell you, though? I have no idea. Funny story about Valentine's Day? Oh, so yesterday, so our anniversary. I guess I did have an idea. Yeah, <laughs> February 11th is our anniversary. Yeah, okay. happy anniversary, by the way. So Papa comes home from the grocery store or whatever. Papa is your husband. Yes. Yeah. And he has a Whitman's, like, heart-shaped. Oh, little Whitman sampler. It's the heart-shaped box? Yeah. Okay. This, this heart-shaped box, like, let's just say it was, like, six inches, seven inches. Okay. Heart-shaped? Sure. Oh, he's saying 12. A big box. Got it's it. It's a big box, okay? He takes the plastic off. He pulls the lid off. I am not kidding you. It was all a trick. The actual interior heart was maybe three inches and <gasps> had like eight pieces of candy. Tops. Whitman's. Tops. We have to talk. And I was like, this is a scam. This they is will not be a sponsor of this I, channel. I told him, I said, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, just go and get me. A thing of milk duds. It was $11, and you only got eight pieces of chocolate? And it looked like it was 12 inches. So how many pieces of chocolate do you think you thought, Neil? Six. You no. counted six pieces of chocolate. Right, but how many did you that, think that we were going to get? Size. Like 20? Easily 20-something. No. Nope. <gasps> oh, my gosh. So what did you do? Did you chop up your little six pieces to make it no. 20? No. I just ate them. <laughs> okay. Because he also got me milk duds. Oh, well. Yeah. There's about four of those in the box, too. 
What are you, you talking about? Tons of candy right there. M- milk duds. There's tons of them. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, if I was to go out, right, and I was to notice ahead of going out, what is it I want to experience yeah. this uh, tonight with this group of people, right? Sure. Right. It could radically change how I present myself. Not how I perform, not right. how I produce, but how I present yep. these parts of myself, right? Yes. And I want to invite every person to to recognize that the fastest way to get to real connection is to be connected to yourself first. Yeah. To be able to notice what is it I need. Yeah. And it might not have to be anything deep. So, right? like, I have an example we, of this. You could go to a friend's house and you could be like, all I want to do tonight is just have fun. So I have an example of this. I've been super cranky recently for unknown reasons. Really? I could give you the reasons. Okay. Well, let's not be mean. <laughs> so anyway, I have been cranky and I cannot, I couldn't figure it out. And so I decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do things that make me feel connected to myself. Yes. And so I have been making my apartment beautiful. I've been organizing all of my art supplies so I can start doing my art journaling again. I've been like intentionally taking alone time and like turning my phone off and like whatever. And it's been making a difference. Like I, I got off work today and I was like, man, I'm excited. I'm going to go home and I'm going to do my stuff after I get out of these spanks. <laughs> like I'm so excited to hang out with myself. So do you want me to tell you the answer to why you've been cranky lately? Why have I been cranky? Because I think you have a strong desire for two things, autonomy Mm -hmm. and togetherness. Yeah. And when you are too far to one direction. Right. Right. Yep. What ends up happening is you're. Your other side, the other part of you that needs alone time, alone introvertedness. Time, yep. Right. If it's not getting fed, you get cranky. Yep. Right. Which is so, why I'm repainting my nightstands and I'm building a new cabinet for my kitchen. <laughs> just what? so I can put on my headphones and zone out. Like I just need time to like be hy- yes. be fixated on a project and like just lose myself in something for like two hours. So because we know this about you, right? The autonomy versus the, toge- the togetherness piece. Yeah. Um, what what we know is you're going to come into any social situation cranky. Right. Right? And you are going to impression manage. Yep. Because you're not managing yourself properly. Therefore, you're just trying to get through something. Yeah. So I will likely find a task to be given and then I will perform as a producer. Yes. But it's also giving me alone time at whatever the social event is. Exactly. Yeah. But if you recognize by listening to yourself first, yep. what do I really need to be grounded so that I, I'm i connected to me, yep. right? Then you can fill that up and you will show up. Yeah differently right. with other people much right? more still i was talking to somebody yesterday and we can kind of close on this but i was talking to somebody yesterday and they were just talking about how they feel a chronic loneliness mm. right and what i noticed as they were talking is right behind the statements of chronic loneliness they were talking about their busyness mm. Right. And how they don't ever really sit down. 
They're always going from one thing to the next thing and they're overwhelmed and they're adding on 40 other additional things to their plate. And they're wondering, why do I feel like I don't have real friends? Why do I feel lonely? Why am I, you know, disappointed because I put efforts in and I call these people friends, but in reality, it's just, I have a lot of relationships. Yeah. And the answer is because you can't take care of relationships and making turning them into friendships if you're not taking care of yourself. Right, if you're not sitting still for a little right. bit. Right, yeah. and so the answer to that chronic feeling of disappointment or loneliness in mm-hmm. relationships really means your self-care is at an all-time low. Yeah. And it is time to start taking care of yourself because then once you start taking care of yourself, yeah. You're not worried about what other people think. Right. Because you're you're taking care of you. Yep. Right? Absolutely. So on that note, Katie, I guess you should go home and take I, care of you. Get I'm out dying of those banks. And then <laughs> are you are you gonna come to book club? Book club, book club. Thank you, Neil. Yes, I will be there. All right. We got we got this week and next week, and then we're taking a one week hiatus and we're yep. starting back. Wow. I think it's like March 6th. So start, start thinking about if you want to be in a book club with me. Oh, my book goodness. Book club, book club. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my god. I'm fun. Anyway. Wow. That was, that. thou dust protest I'm too fun. much. I am fun. All right. So here's how people can find you, Katie. Oh, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. I have like one TikTok. Yeah, well, they're not going to look, yeah. they're going to look at the renewal session, Katie. You can go to the renewal session on Instagram or Facebook and follow us there. You'll get information about the book club, about our podcast, what's new in our lives and what we've been happening or what's been happening. What we've been happening. What we've been happening. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, and then you can just follow and hang out with us there. I can't wait. Yeah, it'll be great. I can't wait. All right. Until next week. Have a good one. Thanks, everybody.